Welcome to Metaphysical Soul Speak, the podcast. I'm your host, Elena Fox. Hey guys, I hope you're doing really well in this moment in time. And that whenever and wherever you happen to be in this surreal universe, I hope that you're able to notice the seemingly surprising, supernatural, and magical happenings that are happening all around you and of late especially many of you have written to me with some really amazing stories that seem kind of familiar like these things have happened to me as well not at all of these things I'm about to tell you a couple fun fun ones uh now do you remember a couple weeks ago on a Monday I said to you guys um I hopped four timelines over the weekend, not last weekend, but the weekend before. And on Monday, I felt like, God, something is weird. Like I hopped all these timelines and I know that I hopped up because I asked, I asked higher guidance. Did I go up in vibration? The answer was yes. And yet the world all around me seemed a fuck of a lot crappier. (laughs) It was worse somehow. I felt like I hopped from a place that was normal-ish to a place with a lot less infrastructure and more dirty. And it just felt a lot less um, stable and emotionally tenuous. And also a lot of the things that the landlord had told me turned out to not be true. Um, Like several timelines ago, he told me that the lady downstairs was single and that she said she's going to die in this house because she loves living there so much. Even though she's single, she's going to just, you know, go to her poker game every week and hang out with her friends. And, you know, she goes to these houses to, um, house it, you know, for extra money and that's her life and she loves her life. And that's just the way it is. And I remember he let me into her apartment to show me what a finished apartment looks like. And during that time when we're like walking through, you know, her bathroom and her bedroom and she had already given, given permission for me to see it and, um, you know, how she picked her colors and everything. And there were all these pictures of her, um, like with her, apparently her sister or something. And not one of them had her with a man, not one picture. It was like her and her sister and her mom or her and her sister or her and her friends, but not one of her with a man. And there was no evidence 
that a man lived there. <laughs> and so I hop all these timelines and then I think it was either that Monday or the Tuesday following these several hops that I made when the, um, landlord and I somehow got into the conversation about Darlene and, oh, he said, did you see her when she was here? I'm like, no, I missed her. I didn't know she was here. And he said, yeah, they were back. I'm like, oh, you know, like, does she identify as a they? That's interesting about her. I did not know that. So I'll call her they from now on. And he goes, no, silly, her and her husband. Um, no, she didn't have a husband. That was like the first weird thing where my world was vastly different. He's like, no, she's married an Ecuadorian 10 years ago. They've been together the whole time. They've been living together in this one bedroom place downstairs. And I'm like, what? That place is too small, right? <laughs> For two people to live there. I mean, my ex-boyfriend was thinking about coming to visit me for a few weeks. And I said, why don't you come down and rent the apartment next door? You know, it's only $200 for the month. So, I mean, hey, you should do that. You know? <laughs> you know, and he's just like, you know, he's like, oh, yeah, it's easy. All right, why not? Because a one-bedroom, one-bathroom place is too freaking small for two people. You know, and it's just weird, right? So I thought, well, that was really odd. And then when I asked him about the cost to make, um, you told me before it was like a dollar or a dollar fifty a load. You weren't sure. You had to ask uh, Darlene about it, and he insists that he he told me it was twenty dollars a month, and I get a laundry day once per week and there's no dryer so it's like five dollars to wash my clothes and hang them wet outside where the atmosphere it, like he says it takes two days to dry sheets okay I'm like I'm sorry I'm not looking to get my stuff uh re-dirtied I'm not looking to get my stuff you know moldy or mildewy like I'll pass. Sorry. I'm good. <laughs> you know, LMAO. I'm good. You know, <laughs> I'm just like, I'll just take it for, you know, $5. I could do, you know, for five or $6 a month, I could go get fluff and fold service where they wash and dry and fold neatly all of your things like, you know, in Montanita, which I love going there anyway. So, Hey, so, you know, it was just one of those moments where I'm like, wow, that is vastly different. And he said, I would never have told you it was $1.50 per load. I would never have said that because it's never been that way. And he was completely perplexed. I'm like, well, that was several timelines ago, <laughs> you know, like, all right, you know, it's like either he's lying or I hop several timelines and that was the evidence. And He's not the kind of person to just lie about stuff like that. He's very fair-minded and open. So I mentioned all these things. And when I did, a few of you uh, wrote in right away. And a few of you had to catch up with the episodes. I know. I know, guys. I'm prolific. And it takes you a few moments to, you know, catch up on episodes you've missed. And life gets busy. I get it. But uh, several of you have written me in the past two, three days going, oh, my God. The same thing happened to me. I have heard from several of you now who have said your eyes did change color 
your looks are different. Michelle wrote me today saying, yes, I am younger. I'm in my fifties and people keep insisting I look 30 years old. And I'm like, yeah, it's kind of weird, right? I mean, last week, three different times, people insisted that I, me, Elena, am not more than 30 or 32 years old. There's no way in hell I'm over 32 years old. Three different people, like with three different, you know, potential, um, I don't even know what, you know, like they weren't trying to get me in bed. They weren't trying to date me, you know, but three separate people, like one person was even gay and he's like, there's no way in hell you're over 30. There's no freaking way, you know? And I usually was getting that for a while, but after I lived in Cuenca for about a year and a half, people said, there's no way you're over 40, you know? And now people are saying 30 and I'm like, okay, well, this is good. Being up at the elevation, I was not looking very good. Apparently, even though I'm still 52, I mean, I'm still looking good for my age, but I want to look good in general, right? <laughs> you know, so I thought that was interesting, but Michelle said the same thing. People this past week have been saying to her, you look a lot younger, right? And so, uh, I thought that was interesting. That's good. Um, and a few other people have said those kinds of things. Like I look younger, I look younger, but three people have literally said their eyes have indeed changed color. Um, now sometimes it's when you meet your twin flame or when you're about to meet your twin flame, your eyes will change color. But some of you also insist that it might be as well from timeline hopping. Now, um, Jordan wrote me and she said that she has been manifesting anything. She speaks out loud within a matter of minutes. It's happened three times in the past few weeks. Um, one thing was she needed a part for her, um, her, uh, bookshelf. She had moved and she lost this one little part in her move and she walked outside and it was right there on the sidewalk, right in front of her. That was weird, you know, and then, okay, well, all right. You, you know, that kind of thing you could blow off. One thing was, you know, when she was on vacation at Lake Michigan, she said she wishes she could find some pieces of beach glass turned around, boom, there it is on the ground, right? What she was thinking that she wanted the colors and everything. And then, um, and the third thing, she had like the top for a bottle, like a little cork stopper for a bottle that she needed. And she said, I had it. I lost it. She looked all over, couldn't find it. And she says out loud to her mother, I need that. She turns around, boom, it's right there, right at her feet in the middle of her living room floor. And it wasn't there before. And she said, that sounds like instant manifestation, right? It's like not in my hand, but it seems like that CD, you know? So that's a sign that things are happening. Like you say, you want something, boom, it happens. I want a half a million dollar house. <laughs> I need a half a million dollar house. I need my own house for damn sure. Now, um, things, timeline things have been happening like crazy. Like weeks ago, I went to Montanita beach weeks ago and I, um, was talking to the taxi driver and he said that you wouldn't believe the infrastructure and things that have been built up here. For example, 
as we're driving to Montanini Beach. He said, look at this. And he showed me all of these buses were in this um, uh, parking lot. And he said, you could get a bus from Montanita Beach to all of the cities in uh, Ecuador. And, that, and, and, and that's it. You never, like, you guys have to understand that to go to Montanita Beach before you had to go to Guayaquil and then take a three to four hour bus ride to Montanita Beach. And to get anywhere else in Ecuador, you have to go to Guayaquil which is four hours. And then from there you go. So you have to go way inland. Like, so if you want to go to, um, another place, um, on the coast, like an hour from here, you have to go four hours inland and then four hours outland again, because there's no route there. It's a spondylus route or the, um, Ruta del Sol. It's the route of the sun. So if you have a car, you can go or, you know, a hundred dollars in taxi, you can go. But if you have, um, you know, if you just want to get bus, it's not going to happen. It's completely insane. It's like you have to spend eight hours going an hour, <laughs> you know? And so four weeks ago or whatever, when I first got here, this guy said, look, this is the place where you go. Now, now last week we walked, I, we, in another taxi, uh, we went by the same lot and I thought, well, that's interesting. You know, it's still there, but there were less buses. And, all right, fine. And there's no, like, office. You can't just go buy a ticket. You have to, I guess, know the routes, know the everything. So I looked it up today, and there's absolutely no way you could get to um, Montanita to anywhere else except by going to Guayaquil <laughs> again. You know, the, the, way, the old way is now back. I don't know why that is. I don't know why I can't find it. I need to maybe look at, at a different search engine possibly, you know, or talk to a couple taxi drivers about it or try to figure it out because I have to go to Quito. And so I thought, well, cause I really wanted to take a bus to maybe Monta, maybe spend the night in Monta and then the next day take Monta to Quito and that would be easy. Well, I found out guys that Okay, it was two and a half hours from here to Monta when I looked months ago because I really, really want to live in Monta and I wanted to know where I'm living now, how far where I am now to Monta because my friend was thinking about opening a hostel. So I did all of the due diligence. I did all of the um, research for him and that's why I know. All right, so check this out. <laughs> it is now no longer two and a half hours. It's four hours to Monta. Um, it, or four and a half hours to Monta, but it's also like really long. Like in a bus, it's like seven hours or something because of all, of all the stops. I thought, okay, well, that's... I thought it was four hours by bus, right? So this is very, very strange. And I thought, well, I'm going to blow it off because, you know, I'm not reliable, blah, blah, blah. And I thought, well, what if I could just get to Monta? I could go to Guayaquil and Monta and then Monta to Quito. And that should be easy because I know for a fact, because this is one reason I wanted to live in Monta, because when I go to renew my visa um, every two to three years, I will have to go to Quito anyway, because they have all my paperwork there and they know me there and they like me there and they're very sympathetic 
to me <clears throat> as a person in general. They're very sweet over there, as opposed to Azogues, where they told me they're going to definitely have me deported just because they don't like me, <laughs> you know, in general, because they're assholes in Azogues. <laughs> but in Quito, they're very sweet. I even told them in Quito, and they're like, oh, okay, we're going to report that because they're not allowed to do that. That's illegal. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I know, but that's what they told me and my children. They looked at both of my children's faces and they said, I'm going to have you deported. You know, I mean, in Spanish, but it was pretty crazy. So, um, so one of the, the, the perks of living in Manta would be only a four hour bus ride to Quito. So I looked it up guys. It's seven hours in a bus to Quito suddenly out of nowhere. So I hopped from a timeline in which Ecuador apparently was a fuck of a lot smaller or the buses were a fuck of a lot faster. One or the other. I don't understand it, but I know what I know it was because I researched it. You know, for sure I knew what it was because, you know, it's like I remember when I lived in... um Arequipa, Peru, for a couple weeks. My my kids and I were there for for about two weeks. We really, really enjoyed our time in Arequipa, called the White City. And I had some spiritual work to do there. Um, you know, I just you know the spirits there needed help, and I just a whole bunch of stuff I did when I was in Arequipa. Plus, I wanted to get used to the elevation of Arequipa, the white city, because it was 7,400 feet above sea level. Wanted to see if I ha- if I could live there. Why? Because Cuenca, Ecuador was 7,600 feet above sea level. So, okay, you know, it's about the same. It's 200 feet different. If I could live there for two weeks, I could probably get used to, to Cuenca. And when I moved to Cuenca, I remember that we got acclimated. After a week or two, we were all doing really well. And then all of a sudden my kids and I woke up and I felt like I had hopped a timeline. I felt like everything felt different. The energy here was different. And all of a sudden we can't breathe even in our own apartment. Like we're having a hard time breathing. The elevation was super, super high. What the hell? And I looked it up and suddenly Cuenca was at 8,400 feet above sea level. And every timeline I've been on since then. And sometimes I could find artifact websites that do say that Cuenca is 7,600 feet above sea level. Sometimes I could find them and other times, depending on the timeline I'm on, the artifacts are there and sometimes they're not. (laughs) And Arequipa still remains at the same elevation as it was before. (laughs) So, I mean, sometimes I think when we hop a timeline it's because the old timeline collapsed or or it didn't really collapse. What happens is it merges into where we're at now. And it's just like, you have two memories. Like when I was wearing my Lucifer hoodie and it's a Lucifer across my tummy. And I remember thinking, why, why is everyone staring at my stomach? When I went to the, the mall and it's like, oh shit. Yeah. Cause I'm wearing my Lucifer hoodie and it says Lucifer. And that scares people that are Catholic. And that's what my, purpose for wearing the hoodie was because, you know, pandemic, global, you know, chaos and (laughs) pandemia. I didn't want anyone to be near me, (laughs) you know? And then all of a sudden, 
um, the other day I put on the same hoodie and now it says Lucifer across my breasts instead of my stomach. It's like, what the hell? And even the sentence on there changed. So that was weird. <laughs> like super weird. Um, <laughs> so I don't know, uh, but some of you have written in saying, yeah, not only did my looks change, some of you have said that your nose is a different shape. Your eyes are a different color. Your lips are either bigger or smaller, or your chin is, um, bigger or smaller. And you're looking at yourself in the mirror going, what the flock just happened? Even your hair color, it has changed. I took a picture of myself the other day. I had gray eyes and blonde hair my entire life. I've had red hair and green eyes. How am I blonde with gray eyes? What the hell? Right? So I don't know. This is just the kind of crap that's happening. And what's weird is because we're learning and growing and we're increasing our, our, um, our vibrations and we're spiritually in it to win it now, you know, it's the final push, the ascension of humanity and whatnot. And as we're here, we're, I, we're like suddenly remembering, you know, we're suddenly going, Oh, I remember how I used to look, (laughs) you know, usually in the past, you know, even 10, 20 years ago, you would hop a timeline. You're not going to know jack shit. You might've had blonde hair on your other timeline, but now you're a brunette, but you, you're none the wiser because you don't have the consciousness to remember what the hell happened. Where was your consciousness before you hop from body to body, like invasion of the damn body snatchers, but you don't know what you don't know. (laughs) And so it doesn't upset you or make you feel unhinged or it doesn't make you feel crazy. But suddenly, because we have the consciousness of what's happening, (laughs) we're now remembering when it happens and we're also going, well, I used to have red hair and green eyes and now I have blonde hair and gray eyes and I don't know what happened other than I hopped several timelines and I hope I hopped up (laughs) because when you hop up, you hop better. And when you hop down, you hop worse, basically, you know, and in the way that I experience it physically is when I hop to the right, I'm hopping up in, in, um, vibration. And when I hop to the left, it's hopping down. And I don't remember hopping down except for maybe two or three times. And it was like in a dream. It was like a dream where I had to go see about who I was in these timelines. And I was asked, do you want to collapse the timeline? And I said, yes, I do. And I collapsed the timeline for all of us not just me. I found out later, months later, I told my daughter and she said, why are you collapsing timelines for me? You don't have the right to do that. She got really mad at me. She's like, you're literally killing everybody in that timeline. Like, no, it's just for me. It's just my part in it. I think I just died and that was it. And she said, well, you shouldn't do that. And she got really upset with me. And I'm like, well, I'm going to find out. And so I asked prime creator and he's like, yeah, you're collapsing it for everybody. (laughs) I'm like, well, shit. I guess technically I'm the angel of death and I do, you know, what I'm asked. And he said, what do you think? And he asked me my opinion and I'm like, oh, this life shit, man. Everybody, everybody, all of you guys, every one of us, we were really horrible people on that timeline. It was very, very low vibration. And I collapsed it for the whole world. The whole world was very low vibration. Not one person was uh, redemptive. And so I'm like, that's it. We're done. Let's just... (laughs) let's all reclaim that energy. And 
I, I mentioned this a couple of years ago when it happened and a lot of you did, um, feel it. You're like, yeah, I had a rush of energy where I felt like I just feel more of myself. I feel like I'm more me now. That's because part of you came rushing back to you, not with the, uh, weirdness and the baggage and the yucky crap, but with just your pure soul, spirit, God, love energy. So it helped everybody. Everyone was like, yeah, okay. That was, that was okay. I feel better. <laughs> you know? And, um, so I don't know. Um, what else? What else? So Megan, I think it was told me that she found a, like a blouse or had a picture of, a, of herself with the blouse and her, and her sister said, well, yeah, you know, that watermelon colored blouse that you and mom bought, you bought matching ones. You don't remember that. And she had no memory of it. It was a picture. I think she said, now I'm trying to do this from memory. Sorry about that. If I'm getting the story wrong, Megan, but also that in the, the, the photograph, she had a freaking tattoo on her arm. And right now on this timeline, she's like, I don't have a tattoo on my arm. I don't remember ever having a tattoo on my arm. So how the hell is there evidence of a tattoo (laughs) on my arm that did not exist? It doesn't exist. I never did that. I would never have gotten that. What the hell? So I hope that you guys are able to (laughs) see all these crazy, surreal, supernatural happenings that are happening. They're not just happening to you. So you don't have to just feel crazy by yourself. (laughs) They're happening. These things are happening all over to everybody. We are being grown from without and we are growing from within. Our DNA is being bombarded every day with cosmic radiation and energy from the sun, from the solar winds, sometimes from chronal mass ejections from the sun, which carry a great amount of intensified dense plasma. And I finally looked up what the hell plasma is like, how is plasma arriving? And we're not like seeing it with our freaking eyes. This makes no sense, but I found out, okay, so we have several states of matter. If you were in grade school in the United States, this is what you were taught. (laughs) There's only three states of matter. One is solid one is liquid one is gas and that's where it ends that's it can't have anything else but actually in reality world (laughs) according to scientists and this might be new there's a fourth state of matter which is plasma which is lighter and less denser than gas and you can't see it so there you go (laughs) you're welcome if you were like this whole time like what the hell is she talking about plasma But yeah, the solar wind itself is plasma. CMEs are, I think, denser plasma. And the cosmic radiation, how does that arrive? It's also plasma. We live in a plasma-filled universe. And a lot of scientists are thinking that there's uh, uh, electricity as well in the plasma. Now, if you guys are nerds like me, nerd alert, (laughs) I've been watching uh, Discovery. Uh, Star Trek Discovery on Netflix, which is excellent. It's an excellent, excellent show. And I love the idea that 
Not only is there electricity and plasma in the universe or universes that connect us, but also there's a mycelial network that connects everything. It goes throughout everything. Mycelial meaning mushroom, (laughs) you know, like spores. And they're so minuscule. They're so tiny. You can't really see them, but they're there. I mean, if, um, I don't know if you guys remember the old show, um, Oh, Northern exposure about a doctor from New York who decides he can't take Manhattan anymore. So he moves over to Alaska and he's like the only doctor for like a hundred miles or something. And so he has to service this really small town as their uh, only physician. And he has to be able to deal with all of their weird stuff that they do you know, like injuries or pregnancies or whatever happens, he's got to deal with all of it. And anyway, there was one, um, one episode, it's like maybe 10 minutes out of the whole series, but something that always stuck with me is this guy is walking around, not the doctor, but one of the other guys is walking around with, uh, Maggie, the, the pilot, the only pilot for the town. I mean, it's such an amazing show. Anyway, she, um, they were just walking and I think she was like looking at a mushroom and he told her, guess what? Uh, you know, this mushroom is related to the mushroom I saw. And he's like saying like 20 or 30 miles away. And he said that all of the mushrooms are connected. They're all connected. Like this is just, these are like fingers on a giant beast that is underneath our feet and it's everywhere. And it's like, the planet earth is alive and everything is connected. And he was using this as his kind of a, you know, look how deep I am. Look how hot I am because I'm so deep kind of speech. Right. And she was amazed. She was like, wow. And I remember thinking that's really trippy. You know, and that was before the internet. So I couldn't really look it up quite yet. (laughs) Or I think when I first saw it, I think maybe it was like right after the internet. So, but it wasn't, what it is now. I mean, Google didn't exist. We couldn't just look it up. There were the search engines were really few and far between. So I remember thinking that's a really intense someday I have to look into it, but I found out it's true. And, um, when I did magic mushrooms years later, I found out from the magic mushrooms themselves, they told my husband and they told me at the same exact time that they were seeded on planet earth from like a part of an asteroid that broke off. So magic mushrooms, the blue ones are seeded from outer space. And I thought that was really, really interesting. You know, everything is connected anyway, energetically and, you know, through love, through energy, through electricity, through plasma, through possibly the mycelial spore, (laughs) mushroom spore network. You know, and I just feel like everything somehow is alive and pulsating and connected. And so when I'm going through these crazy things and then I mention it and then one of you writes me and I go, wow, cool. I'm not the only one. And then two or three other people within the next week or two will say the same thing. Like, yeah, I'm having instant manifestations of things. Everything I say comes true like super soon. 
Um, Megan also had a future vision recently where she was, um, I don't know if she says a vision or a dream. I can't remember which one now, but she suddenly saw her future bank account and she was living in a city she never thought she would live. And her bank account was quite pleasing. (laughs) She was like, whoa. (laughs) And then the first in in the dream was about there. I think she said it was a dream where she looked in. It was like her credit card statement was like three times more than she would ever go into debt. And she's like, really at first really angry how could I be this much in debt until she saw how much savings she had and how much checking she had and she's like oh well that's nothing then it was easy wow <laughs> you know <laughs> I'm not gonna you know disclose disclose you know you know the uh, or divulge the information of how much money it was but it was quite a lot you know she was really pleased with herself like wow I actually have a pretty damn cool future well so some of you are having future visions or dreams where you're just like having a quick hop hop over to the future, checking it out, and then coming back and going, oh, good, I know now where I'm going. I know now where I'm going to live. I know now who I'm going to be with. I keep having um, future. When I start to lay down, I will hop into the future um, with my uh, twin flame. You know, and we're always having like, you know, sweet moments together. It's usually something very, very mild, like, you know, just, you know, we're sitting together holding hands and talking, you know, either outside or inside or in a bathtub or, you know, a hot tub or, you know, it's always just those moments where it's just in this moment, things are totally perfect. Everything is right with the world in this moment type of energy. And then I like, I'll snap out of it. I'll wake up or I'll jolt myself a little bit and I come out of the vision or the dream, whatever it is. Usually it's twilight sleep vision. And then I just, I know, I just know everything's going to be fine. And so I just kind of smile and that's it, baby. (laughs) I know where I'm going and who I'm going there with and everything's great. So not a problem. You know, I mean, truth be told, we're never separated. We're never separated. How can we be? A, we share a soul, and B, you know, everything is connected through all these different means, throughout, you know, everything, throughout the um, universe, or universe says, <laughs> in the fact that, of course, we are all God on the other, on the grander scale of it. I mean, I don't want to just sit here and talk about that, though, like, you know, for two days I've been harping on the whole, everything's an illusion, you know. Um, I don't know. Today I, I start thinking about some of those other things, the platicating things that people say, you know, to make themselves feel better, you know, about whatever. Everything's an illusion. Nothing is real. It's like, well, one can make quite a bit of an argument. I mean, if a shark bit your fucking leg off, you're going to feel that. It's going to be, it's going to feel fucking real to you. Sorry, but is it, are you going to just sit there and let yourself bleed out saying it's just an illusion or are you going to say, get me the hell to a hospital immediately and stop this bleeding, right? You know, it's like, it's kind of obvious that you could sit around and philosophize, you know, till the cows come home and you're blue in the face, you know, um, from the blue mushrooms the cows created, but that's a whole nother thing because everything's connected, but... (laughs) 
But there's also the, you know, everything's an illusion, everything's connected, you can't change change because change is always changing, and therefore change never changes. I mean, it's like Japanese cones where you could just, you know, mentally masturbate your mind into oblivion. (laughs) You know, and it's just like, okay, but did that actually, did those mental exercises actually get you anywhere? Not really. I mean, do I have a better car or a better house? Do I have a better spouse? You know, is my cat no longer attacking me because I thought these things? No. Ah, yeah, I didn't really do anything. I mean, it's more practical. I like the practical spirituality. We're here. We're stuck in this world for right now. And instead of calling it stuck, just say we're here now. Be here now. Be here now. Obviously, the future and the past is an illusion because we can't go in either direction. But we can hop forward for a moment and then hop back for a moment and see what's going on. We also have memories. We have past life memories. And we also have actual memories from this, you know, from this life. And everything is simultaneously happening right now. But we are in a world that was so carefully constructed and created so that we can experience things in a much different way. So the way I look at it is we might as well just enjoy where we're at right now in this amazing, carefully constructed, created world just to study things a little further, a little deeper and understand things in a different way. And that's all we're here for. You know, if you want to get stuck Like I said yesterday, nailing your foot to the floor and running in a circle with the mental masturbation of everything's an illusion. Nothing is real. (laughs) You know, if everything is an illusion, everything includes nothing. That means nothing is an illusion. So now we're going to go down the rabbit hole even further and mentally masturbate ourselves again into more oblivion. (laughs) You know, it's like nothing is real everything is real nothing is you know everything's an illusion but nothing is everything and everything you know it's just bullshit to me it's just still still totally it's just bullshit you know so I choose to look at where I'm at what's happening you know I've seen shadow people in my room I've had ETs or um, beings from other dimensions pop in in the past couple weeks. I've had um, several timeline hops. I've had future hops. I've had memories from my past that I totally forgot about just pop into my head like, oh shit, I forgot, I forgot that happened, that's weird. Restaurants I ate out with certain people or things that people said to me that just was like, what? That's shit, you know? <laughs> wow, no wonder I had that complex for 20 years or 30 or 40 years. Like, wow. You know, um, and, and a lot of you have related to those things as well. Like, shit, you're having memories too. Like, yeah, my dad used to tell me I was fat when I was a kid. Now I grow up and I'm worried about my weight all the time. Well, fuck, man. And if you're an adult with children, just tell them they're perfect. Tell them they're great. Even if they're not, (laughs) you know, tell them they're completely okay the way they are. Even if they're pains in the ass, you know, if they're jerks, you know, 
just think that they're probably going through something and they're not going to always be jerks. They're going to be sweet. Tell them how wonderful they are. Focus on the positive with them, you know, because one day they're going to be an adult and they're going to be screaming in your face. They remember that time you told me I was an asshole. Well, guess what? No, I'm worried I'm an asshole all the time and now I'm a people pleaser and I'm bending over backwards helping everybody. And I'm just fucking up my whole life because I'm worried that I'm an asshole and I'm overcompensating, (laughs) you know, for example, not that that's ever happened, you know, you know, in my life, it's it's just a random example that came to my head, but it helps, helps somebody. I'm sure of it. I woke up this morning and I came into the kitchen and I brushed my teeth and I was going into the other room and I thought maybe I'm going to go back to bed. And my cat was really angry at me. She corralled me like a sheepdog does sheep. <laughs> She's pushing on my legs with, with her whole body and, and like slamming into my legs. Did not want me to go to bed. Really mad at me. And uh, I tried to get back to bed. I'm like, this is pissing me off. Like, what's wrong with you? You know, what are you doing? And I went back into the kitchen. She had water. She had food. You know, everything's fine. Her litter box is clean. I like everything is fine. It was a little warm, not hot, but the fan was on. I'm like, I don't know what you want. I'm going to just come in here to change clothes. And then she hopped up on the bed and she bit the fuck out of my arm. She wouldn't let me get in bed. She just bit me so freaking hard. But she wouldn't let me pet her, wouldn't let me touch her. I don't know what the hell her problem was, but I was really mad at her. I'm like, well, screw you. I'm going to lay down anyway. And I slept for another two or three hours. I really should not have gone back to bed. And she was right. But I don't know what got into her. It was so weird. And I think that I hopped a timeline. Now, I still have the bruise on my arm. But when I woke up a couple hours later, my cat was the sweetest person ever. (laughs) She was just so loving and so kind. And I'm like, I don't know. I think I was on a timeline where I had a panther. Now I've got a cat again. I don't know. Things have been really, really weird. I don't know. Um, Two or three things happened. Um, Yeah, I told you guys about the bubble universe yesterday that happened over the weekend when I got really... Hi, I made my own edible. (laughs) I made my oil into an edible and then I cooked with it. And I was um, really awesome. It was awesome because I went into this meditative state for hours and hours and hours. And it really helped um, on every level. I had no pain in my body and my mind was clear. There was no anxiety. (coughs) Excuse me. And any anxiety that came up, it was just easy to get rid of. And I felt my my twin flames anxiety and I helped him with his anxiety and I got rid of his and he helped me get rid of mine. And then all of a sudden we created this bubble universe where we opened up a bubble where there was no time or space. And then we kissed and then our heads pulled out of the bubble and then the bubble popped and it was over. It was just gone and didn't pop. It like shrank down to nothing and then it was gone. And I'm like, that was new. That was new. I hope he experienced it so he can talk to me about it later. Like, you know, like from his perspective or maybe he forgets it because it's insane. It's an insane thing that that happened. Like, like how come my whole body can't go in there? Why can't we just, you know, see each other naked already? (laughs) You know, just or whatever. Just want to hug him and hold his hand and 
Why is it just about like one kiss and that's it? Okay. <laughs> You're angels. So innocence only, I guess. There's not going to be anything more. Uh, not that making love is not innocent because it is. But um, it was a very weird thing. Um, and I've had um, just a lot of a lot of sentences or like I was telling you this the other day, like... Or, or just moments that were like five seconds or 10 seconds that were moments in my life, almost like a life review from my childhood on up to now. And it's almost like the fine toothed comb life review, you know, instead of the big event reviews that I think that we've been doing in the past several years. Suddenly it's the fine tooth comb reviews. That's, that's what I'm going to call it. Just the, um, the nuanced shit that happened. Someone said something nice to you, but then they gave you a look where their eyes went kind of funny and you feel like what they said was very kind and sweet, but their eyes told you a different story and the energy shifted in the room and maybe their eyebrows looked a different way. You know, like they furrowed their brows and you realize that they were lying to you or you realize that they were, you know, um, not believing what they said and they didn't care about you the way they said, or something was different or off. And in your mind, your mind protected itself by completely forgetting this shit ever happened. And now you're, oh, I just looked as 44, 44. Um, so the nuanced shit has come up to my mind a lot lately, just stuff like that. Like I had a, you know, one moment, something that might've taken 30 seconds out of my whole life. And I'm going back and I'm like able in my mind to pause it and see what that person did immediately after they said that wonderful thing. And I'm like, aha, <laughs> there it is. That was the beginning of the end of that relationship. Or there was the truth that was told in their eyes in the way that the energy shifted in the room. Like almost like I'm able to go back and experience the energy as well as the moment because I wasn't as well versed in feeling energy at the time. And I wasn't as well versed in understanding the subtleties of the nuanced looks or glances or the inflection in the words or whatever it was. Something shifted, something changed. Now I have a new perspective on like all of these different incidences. So, I mean, I could be making a cup of coffee for myself or cooking for myself or petting the cat or doing the dishes or whatever the hell. And all of a sudden these things just pop into my mind. And I remember these, these moments with different people from my stepmother to boyfriends to, you know, whatever moments in the backyard. I remember walking and having to step around a tree root sticking up. And then in that moment, a breeze hit me. And then I looked over away from the breeze and then I saw something, you know, like, like these weird little nuanced moments that at the time are nothing, but then they're popping into your head and they become everything. I don't, for that moment, like, Oh, right. People that maybe you said you forgave and then you forgave, you know, the five or six shitty things they did, 
Well, but this week you've remembered 23 other things that they did that were shitty. Well, fuck howdy. Now I've got to forgive 23 new things. (laughs) I thought I gave them a blanket forgive, but apparently not. You know, stuff like that. I don't know if that's, I mean, again, this is just, you know, all, um, made up, I, you know, although with my, one of my exes, I keep, you know, two of my exes, things that they said or did, uh, things that I should have seen was a red flag and I didn't, and then I have to forgive myself and now I've got to forgive them, you know, and all this stuff. Um, so a, cu- a couple things have been going on like that for me. And I hope for, for you as a well, because, you know, as we get more into the ascension, we're just dropping all the baggage of this stuff. Forgive yourself, forgive others, love everybody. They're all you in one way or another anyway. Um, although, you know, they're also them and you're not creating this world by yourself. Everyone around you creates their version of the world. And then we all decide to live together. (laughs) And then we see how worlds collide. I mean, if you created the world, you would go to the bus stop and the bus stop would be there in two seconds. If you created the world, you'd go out to your garage and there'd be a, a hot new car that drove itself to the airport while you get high in the back. So that would be me. But yeah, you know, you get what I mean. Like, I'm sorry. You can't tell me that I'm the only one creating the world because if I'm creating the world, why don't I live in a mansion and drive a fucking Ferrari all the time? And why does the Ferrari not drive itself while I could get high in the back seat? Like, I mean, there's, you know, why am I not in my spaceship? <laughs> you know, just, you know, tooling around the solar system while getting high. I mean, that would be maybe more, more intense, more fun, you know, than just um, doing it here in my living room and trying to avoid looking at the ugly ass floor. I mean, you know, it just feels like, did I really create all of this world? Hmm, you know. From the perspective in which you're God, yeah, that, yeah. From a higher, loftier perspective, yes. But you know, we're all you know. There's billions of us little gods, little pieces of God, running around creating our little piece of it, and that's why things aren't 100% the way you want it or I want it. You know, again, that's just so much mental masturbation. I don't want to get into it too, too much there. I do want to tell you about. Excuse me. Some of the um, ascension symptoms things uh, that I've come across in the past two days. And I had it queued up. And of course, it's not queued up anymore because, you know, I didn't create this world, obviously, completely by myself in a damn vacuum. (laughs) If it had been queued up, it would have continuously been queued up, right? All right, here we go. Um... Naga Healing Guidance, which is naga.healing.guidance, which I've talked about before on um, Instagram. She always has a lot of interesting things uh, to say about um, what we're doing, like energetically, what's going on with the energy. She said, uh, spirit is encouraging silence to integrate energies. It's encouraging forgiveness. See, I was just saying that. And above all, massively disintegrating polarized thinking, black or white, either or, good or bad, blah, blah, blah. I said blah, blah, blah. She didn't say that. (laughs) She also said, I feel we have just reached a plateau. Feels more like a blank brain than a fresh breath of air. (laughs) 
Yeah, it does. It's it, have you had those moments where you're just like, huh? <laughs> like, like I don't know what I was doing, where I was going, what was I thinking? Yeah, I I have had a few moments like that recently. She says, but it seems that the energy is tending towards the latter. I'm not sure how long it will last. <laughs> Many seem to re, re, be reviewing family dynamics or going through breakthroughs within them in different ways. And some are grieving loved ones. Some are honoring or connecting even with their ancestors. See, yeah, all of that, all the above. <clears throat> I've been going through moments of grief, not whole days or weeks of it, but um, I mean, I've had like 30 people die in 10 years in my life, including some really big ones. My uncles that died, my mom, my birth mom, um, my dad died when, you know, like, gosh, 17 years ago. Um, you know, and that one was rough too, but all the other ones happened within the last 10 years. Like since my husband died, that seems to have been the big, big one. Like, he died and it was like a house of fucking cards for me and everybody just one after another, after another, after another. And I lost physical things and like material items. I lost so much shit in like what seems to me like such a short period of time that I have not even begun grieving for some of the people. Like it's just been so fucking overwhelming. And then trying to live the day to day and trying to deal with all the other stuff, you know, um, I lived in a violent neighborhood for a while where I had a lease. I couldn't leave for a while. And then, um, you know, moved to a nicer area, but then other shit happened. Like I, you know, got injured and then, you know, just had to deal with visas and had to deal with red tape. And I don't know, suddenly in the past couple months, I don't know if it's happened this way for you guys, if it's a part of the Ascension or not, but suddenly it seems like time has freed up quite a bit so that I can grieve and I can forgive and I can think about these things that I need to, but I do feel like it's happening for everybody, not just me. So anyway, <clears throat> she also says the collective seems to be reviewing a five or six year period. And for most is 2011 or 2012 through 2016. I don't know. That seems to me, like maybe it's her stuff specifically because I've been reviewing shit from the 1990s, <laughs> you know, in the early 2000s. Um, that time, not so much. My husband died in 2010, so I'm reviewing stuff before that. So I think that that might be arbitrary. I don't know if everyone's reviewing those specific years, but I do feel like we're doing like a conscious life review be open to it uh, so you can let go of shit easier and faster. It'll be easier when you die because you have to go through your whole life review when you go, you know, eventually leave this physical body, which is what we call dying or death, which is not ever really true because we're never going to die. So <clears throat> anyway, she says it feels like a journey within a journey and drastically changes the course of events for millions of people. And that's what she said happened and yeah, well, my life drastically changed in 2013. That is fact. A lot of shit did happen during those years that changed for my children. It, you know, that was like a big turning point. Some things for the better, some things for the worser. 
In fact, many things happened during those years. So that is probably true. Um, Father wounds are being worked through right now, which mainly seem to be coming as mixed feelings of supportive or unsupportive and admiring or shaming uh, moments coming from the main father or a masculine energy dominant person in your life. A symbol for today, she says, is swans. That was her symbols never work out for me. I haven't had any kind of swans energy my way. Um, but they mainly symbolize union and alchemical marriage, which I will accept that for sure. I just wish I had seen a swan. (laughs) Um, and she says external or internal metaphorical or literal of the masculine and feminine energies. And then she also goes on to say increased thirst, sleepiness, burning sensation on stomach. I don't know if she means on or in. I haven't had either. It's very odd. She says fatigue, heart flutters, feeling detached, aloof or ap. She says apathic. I think she means apathetic, blank mind or overthinking either way, <laughs> nausea, dizziness, burning sensations, spine, neck, chest, tingling in the throat and superficial breathing. And yeah, I have had that. <clears throat> I've had asthma, like really intense asthma. Um, I wanted to just share with you guys star goddess healing. There's an underline between the words star goddess healing on Instagram has a really cool thing called spirit animal meanings. And she put that out one day ago and it's one, two, three, four, it's five panels. And on each panel, there are 10 animals. (coughs) So if you are seeing animals a lot, chances are, Uh, Oh, and even says for swan, keep the faith, accept, surrender, all will be in divine timing. That's what her version of swan is, which happens to be next to the lizard, which I kept seeing lizards. Remember that I told you the other day, lizard means listen to your intuition, be mindful of who is in your circle. So I wanted to bring that up because yes, Bees are always in my circle. I'm always having uh, bees. So it says bees mean productive time, fertility, and happy times. So I think it means what's coming. So if you have any animals that you've been worried about, wondering about things that are in your um, vicinity or whatever, um, go check that one out. I mean, seriously, Star God is healing. She's awesome anyway. Now, uh, the other one that I wanted to share with you is from the Ace of Moon as far as the current Ascension symptoms. And I'm not going to read this whole one that she wrote uh, 23 hours ago, but I'm going to just read to you the physical symptoms. She's talking about feelings and coping and we're no longer distracting ourselves. We're actually getting through the feelings. <clears throat> Boy, I'm having an asthma attack again, so I'm going to have to do something about that in a second. Um, so uh, she's saying that <clears throat> people are having um, shifts happening through heart palpitations, heavy breathing, constant tearing. I think she means for your eyes, tearing up, which I have had that a little bit. Having slight panic attacks. Um Pacing, focusing on pacing and breathing will help. (coughs) Um, 
heartburn, physical purging, um, like diarrhea or even throwing up, um, the farting, uh, shoulder, neck and back ache, stomach churning, arms and legs aching, um, spleen or lower left rib clearings. She always says that. I don't know why she's like lower left, lower right. I don't know if you're feeling it specifically on one side or the other. I think it could be either one. Um, chest pains, clearings, headaches, migraines, forehead pressure, short period of ascension flu, where you feel like you have the flu, but you're not sick at all especially in your throat or nose irritation. And that also includes sensitivity that causes coughing and sneezing, which I'm like coughing right now a little bit lump in the right of the throat, which I'm feeling right now, jaw ache, major electronic malfunctions, pushing energy through your back and your spine. And she says, of course, you know, drink and rest is maybe what's needed. So there you go. And once again, this is happening all week and I don't know why I'm just, my timing is off. I think cause I feel off everything. You guys, everything is off. You know, we've been timeline hopping so much and all these supernatural happenings are just so intense. I stopped smoking weed last week. I, over the weekend I'd had edibles and that's it. And now suddenly my asthma is the worst which is weird because normally it's if I'm smoking like this bad, but it's because I'm having rushes of hormones that I haven't had in four years come through my body. Like we're having, I'm, I'm having extra estrogen suddenly in my system, which is what my asthma used to be extremely bad because of estrogen. And that's what's going on right now. Muscle testing says, yes, that's what's going on. It feels awesome and wonderful, but at the same time, I can't freaking breathe because it causes, um, swelling in my lungs. (laughs) So very, very strange. All right. So what's up girl? My familiar has woken up that I wanted to talk to you guys about her last night. She, she jumped into bed laid down, plopped herself down on the pillow and pushed herself over to put her head on top of my face, put all four, you know, paws in my hand and wrapped her little tail around me. And I started to move ever so slightly, you know, because I don't want to be smothered under my cat that insulted her to no end. And she took off and she hasn't cuddled with me since. And it's really sad because I miss the cat. <laughs> but uh, I did play with her quite a bit today, and that did make her very happy. And I noticed she has a seroma on her stomach, so if you guys want to send love and light and prayers. she I don't think she ripped her stitches on the inside. I think they're irritated a little bit. And, um, it created a little pooch where there's a little bit of a, um, uh, fluid buildup, but I'm taking her to to the doctor this week anyway, just as a follow-up to see if she she did do this. And if she does, does need antibiotics, but she has, 
She hadn't let me touch her for two days on her stomach to see if she was okay. And today, finally, she let me for just a split second, and she's fine. Yes, last night, I I was on a timeline where she had blood all over, like, near her stitches. And, And she was very angry when I tried to touch it. And I hopped a timeline. I woke up this morning like, oh, all right. She looks fine. It's great. Or this afternoon, you know, after she attacked me. <laughs> so <clears throat> at least she's nicer on this timeline. Thank God. But I, I got a little um, group of veterinarians from beyond the grave. They are her little spiritual healing team. You could do this for your animals as well, as well as yourself. You can have a spiritual healing team to help you with whatever. And I asked her spiritual healing team, but I said it out loud, her spiritual healing team with her name, she got very angry and she left the room. (laughs) She was very insulted because cats heal themselves. They do their own Reiki usually. And I'm like, no, I need to make sure she's going to be okay. And so now uh, they said, you have to have a fake, like an, uh, another word for us. And they told us the word. And so I'm not going to say it out loud because she can hear me right now, but I let her outside. Well, I accidentally let her outside. I opened the door and put something outside and, um, she got out and she just walked around the deck for a few minutes and then came back in and everything was fine. And she was pretty mad at me for not letting her just be outside. You know, she's not going to do anything, but I'm afraid she's going to jump or climb more and I don't want her to hurt her stitches. And it does take about two to three weeks for everything to be hundred percent healed. And I need to go next week to Quito because I need to get my um, visa stuff situated and straightened out so that I could stay in Ecuador. And so anyway, I'm, um, little nervous to leave her alone and so I'm trying to figure it out so if you guys um, can just send me I don't know the energy of mental clarity to figure out exactly what to do I think I know what I'm gonna do but I'm trying to figure out all of the points of it and also just send her extra healing and love and energy to the cat so that she will be to knowledge raven spells so she will be um, good to go by the time I have to leave her alone for a day or two. I really don't want to take her in a bus for like 11 hours. I don't think that's fair to her, but also it's not fair to humans to leave her near them, (laughs) knowing how violent and dangerous she can be. So I need to just leave her extra food, extra water, and um, maybe even an extra litter box so that she's going to be okay on her own a little sad and I'll leave the music on for her which she will enjoy until she ruins my computer by stepping on all of the keys <laughs> or shutting it entirely if she doesn't want to hear the music anymore because she does do that and knows how anyway <laughs> I didn't get a chance in the introduction which ran long obviously to um tell you guys about uh, the, the energy coming down through the scientific websites that prove that what we're feeling and experiencing are actually happening through physical means. So spaceweather.com is one place where I um, 
turn to get news and information about the sun earth environment. And so this is what's going on. The current solar wind speed has picked up quite a bit. Actually, uh, it's 466.4 kilometers per second. Yesterday it was a hundred kilometers per second less. So I thought that was very interesting. Now a CME might be uh, hitting us tomorrow. This left the sun three days ago. And so it's traveling mostly away from our planet. So they're not really sure it might just flank us. They're still not sure. There's a really weird and cool picture from, um, Catalan Tarpadel. Cataline Tarpadel. I don't know. Or Tarpadel. I am saying this name wrong. My apologies. Anyway, she's in Canada and she caught the Aurora Borealises hovering above a noctilucent cloud. So, and that's over a grove of trees. So it's a very airy picture. If you want to go check it out, it's spaceweather.com. Anyway, uh, Sunspot AR2835 has a Delta class magnetic field and that is facing us right now. And it harbors energy for strong M class solar flares. Going to keep that in mind. It looks like it's going to be there for another week and a half, maybe two weeks. And it's, I mean, that's, there's some pretty big, big sunspots facing us right now. And that could be. (laughs) not good for our electronics and also very good for us spiritually speaking it is the cosmic radiation that we found out (laughs) in the book on Monday that helps us to spiritually grow if we choose to use that energy so this is a good thing that I'm telling you guys about the energy because we can use this energy take it in our body accept it in our DNA and go yes I'm moving up and this is why we're forgiving and doing all of these uh, shadow work um, things on a day-to-day basis. Now, we're still in Solar Cycle 25, which just started or is in the middle of starting. <laughs> um, the Space Age <clears throat> average, uh, the percentage of the Space Age average that we're at right now as far as the neutron counts coming out of Ulu, Finland, is 9.2%. It's gone up since yesterday by 0.1%. Um, the current oval of the Aurora Borealis, if it should hit us tomorrow, by the way, is in Canada, the upper half of Canada, as well as, of course, the Arctic Circle, as it always is. The coronal holes <clears throat> facing us, well, there aren't any right now, so don't worry about solar wind coming at us in a big way, even though we are being affected a little bit by just solar wind in general. It's not directed at us directly. I'm that sounds weird, but you know what I mean? Noctilucent cloud season is, um, currently underway <clears throat> and they're, they're pretty strong. Lots of noctilucent clouds. Uh, uh, they're electric blue clouds that appear there. They have been intense and they're as far South as 37 degrees North latitude. And today there were eight fireballs that were sporadic captured by NASA's all sky cameras and the all sky fireball network. And let's see, as far as heartmouth.org 
org is um, concerned, uh, they are not talking at all about the Shimon residents because the, the data is unavailable at the moment, but according to disclosurenews.it, it is power 10 and that's it. It was 57 yesterday, but today is 10, almost back down to normal. That's the Shimon residents news for today. All right, I'm going to take a quick break. When I come back, we will be channeling the Arcturian Council of Nine right after this. All right, guys, so I swear that every single thing I told you guys about... Um, the current ascension symptoms literally just happened to me over the past couple hours. I filmed or recorded the first part of the show and as you could tell I was having a hard time breathing with asthma and immediately after I ended the introduction I am I started sneezing my head off. I started having some intestinal issues and a little bit of pain, but mostly um, asthma, allergies. I started feeling really feverish and sick, even though I don't have a fever and I'm not actually sick. It's the Ascension flu. And like even right now, my stomach is hurting. And I just, I made a bunch of, um, I made like burritos with a bunch of veggies and some beef. And I'm starting to feel a little bit better. Asthma is still pretty bad. Um, I mean, seriously, it's like I ate a bunch of wheat. This is what happens when I eat wheat. And I haven't had only just a couple, um, tortillas. So, but it's like, I've had like six pieces of bread. This is usually... If I eat bread, this is what goes on. Anyway, all of that, and then plus all of my um, electronic devices start acting up. And I mean, just literally everything I said. And I almost felt like maybe I should stop saying things so that they don't instantly manifest. <laughs> but uh, one thing I did mention is that my cat had not been very cuddly. It was very strange for several, like half a day or, you know, several hours. It was just early in the morning. She'd been mean. It was ridiculous. Um, like I hopped a timeline to a cat that didn't care about me. <laughs> and, uh, as soon as I stopped the introduction and stopped sneezing my head off, I took a four hour allergy pill. Anyway, the, she, got into my arms and we just, we've been holding each other. And I told her, I'm going to go record the show in the other room now. And a few minutes later I came in here and here she is asleep on the bed waiting for me to record the show, which is so adorable. Anyway. Um, so I don't know. It's like everything is somehow resolving itself. Um,
I don't know. I feel very strange. I did hop a timeline earlier today in a new way, in a way I have never, ever hopped a timeline. So I'm going to talk to you guys about that um, tomorrow, I think. So I've got to make more sense of it and ask Prime Creator some questions because I don't understand exactly what this timeline was that I hopped. And I didn't mention it earlier, but I was thinking about it for the past two hours. Anyway, um, let's get on with the channeling. I am already connected to the Arcturian Council of Nine. They are interdimensional beings. You could say that they are extraterrestrials because they're not from Earth. But they're also not from the third dimension. They're from a much higher dimension. Um, They're saying ninth dimension, but a lot of their kind um, exist in the 11th and higher dimensions as well. Um, I love the Arcturians. They're very sweet beings. They are not incarnate in physical bodies so they don't have the need to um, eat or drink water or they're saying or replicate ourselves they don't reproduce but they just are and always have been from their perspective and they give us a lot of love they do a lot of Um, energetic healing I believe of our world they're sending us a lot of the energy that is helping us uh, ascend they're part of the Galactic Federation um, including the Galactic Federation of Light which is just the small division that is concerned with our specific part of the universe known as the Milky Way Galaxy, which is the of light part because the Milky Way is quite bright. And speaking of bright, I'm sitting in the dark in my room getting ready to channel. And uh, my tablet is a little bit too bright, so I'm going to pause this and turn off the, um, turn down the light. It's weird because it normally does not affect me. And suddenly I am very affected um, by lights and sounds. I'm feeling quite cold suddenly. Even though it's outside of the house at 68 degrees, I've been cooking in here so it's warmer. And I have a, a heavy blanket on me right now and I'm still, I'm feeling very cold and shaky. As you could tell, I'm sure, like, from the beginning until now, you guys could tell a difference in my um, voice. Although I'm being quieter than normal because, A, the baby knowledge raven spell is sleeping right here next to me. And I don't want to wake her. She's had a very tough time trying to get over uh, or through the recovery of after major surgery. You know, having your womb removed is major surgery. I guess it's a cat hysterectomy. 
procedure when they spay the cat. But anyway, um, I mean, no wonder she bit me this morning. My God, I think I'd be mad at me too. Someone did this to me. I'd probably bite them too. But anyway, I plan on cuddling her quite a bit tonight if I can. Giving her a lot of love. So, um, I'm a channeler. I've been publicly channeling for a couple years now. For those of you who've been with me for a long time, you already know this. For those of you who are stumbling across the podcast only now, um, I'm basically an intuitive telepath. I am an, an empath also. I mean, I'm other things, but as far as this is concerned, this is, um, how I direct or indirectly channel. I am not a direct channel, a direct channel, somebody who pretty much leaves their body and allows a entity or being or group of beings to take over their body. And then they come back and they don't know what the hell happened. I do go into a trance. A lot of times I don't remember what's said. Um, a lot of you will write to me like a few days later and talk to me about something that was said during the channeling. And I don't remember, <laughs> you know, you have to like remind me of what, what it was said. Um, I'm in the present moment most of the time now, and I don't really worry so much about the future anymore. And I don't, although I think about what I want, <clears throat> think about what I want, but I don't like, I'm not worried about getting it or not getting it anymore. Like I used to be. And in the past, you know, like I don't think about the past. So once I channel, once I record it, once I send it off into the world, I pretty much set it and forget it. You know, like I don't remember what was said really. Um, unless it's something that strikes me in the moment. And if it's something I need to, work on or think on or contemplate, then I will remember. <clears throat> so that's it. That's, that's pretty much what I do, who I am. <laughs> um, I channel via telepathy. I mind talk basically. So we're, I'm going to take a couple deep breaths. Um, after I take my inhaler again, cause you could tell my lungs are getting tight again and my nose is getting kind of stuffy again. Um, so I'm going to take a quick, quick break, pause this. (sighs) Yawn, (laughs) regroup and come back. I don't know guys. I feel like we were hit by a whole bunch of plasma in the past couple years, hours. (laughs) Feels like a couple years worth in the past hour or so. Anyway, um, you may begin transmission now. Arcturian Council of Nine. Welcome, welcome. <laughs> they say, thank you for your welcome. It is great to be here. Um, we are the Arcturian Council of Nine. Greetings. We are aware of your existence more than you are aware of your own existence in many regards and many respects we know about the energies that you 
suffer because you live in such dense bodies, we see the friction that the energy from the cosmos causes you. A lot of times it creates in the other dimensions sparks uh, and the, now they're showing me an uh, image of um, I, I can only describe it as a machine like a grinder's wheel if um, someone is holding up a metal piece up to a grinder's wheel and the uh, fire I guess it's the hot heated molten metal is flying off and it looks like fire or sparks of fire. Um, that's an image they just gave me guys. Um, I do telepath telepathy through, um, all the Claire senses by the way. So I will see here, taste, touch, smell, whatever they're sending me in addition to the words they're sending me. So sometimes I'll just get an image of something that they know about they've seen or they pluck it from my own brain so anyway let's get back to what they're saying okay um arcturing council oh so they're showing so they're saying that that that's that sparks off of us so when we get the plasma and it's hitting and our bodies are absorbing it because we're willing and ready and able you know to absorb the new energies coming in but if it's not, if it's rubbing us the wrong way, that's when we get, um, that's when we're getting the, um, ascension flu, ascension symptoms. So that's what they're pretty much showing me that it's like, it's like that, um, that, that lathe or that machine that they're showing me. It's like, the molten metal sparks flying off when when a um i don't know carpenter blacksmith i don't know i'm getting these words but they're not correct um anyway just basically it's a bunch of sparks sparking off of us repeatedly and sometimes it looks to them like uh, molten lead they're saying much like when a volcano is spewing forth its lava and then it crashes against a super cooled rock when it meets the superheated lava and the lava itself splashes up and it, and they're saying that it does like a little bit of a dance before coming down and cooling and again becoming part of the whole that is so let me have them tell you in their words that is how we see you it is 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 as if it the uh, energy from the cosmos or the sun or from the galactic federation of light because you're getting this bombardment of positive radiant beautiful energy from many different sources and it affects you in many different ways and from our perspective we see that it is almost like the molten lava flowing you know and creating a river for itself but sometimes it will come up against 
an already super cooled uh, piece of rock and instead of melting it instantly it will cause the lava to go up and splash about in so many little beads of lava before finally uh, falling down and coming against the um, cold rock and then it becomes one with it and we like this metaphor um, not only because it's beautiful and very clear for you to understand but also this is how it is with you this uh, energy from the cosmos or the sun or from the galactic federation will come towards you and sometimes it will splash up all around you and it doesn't join with you immediately and that's because you have friction or tension and you don't know how to receive it correctly so as the the energy will go away from you for a moment it will still be trapped in your aura or in your emotional body or mental body etc and then it will come back to you and it will join with you eventually when you finally accept it and it becomes one with you and this energy becomes you and you become it and in this dance this cosmic divine dance of energies you will feel the conflict for a very short period of time and then eventually that energy becomes a part of you and you become maybe less dense physically but more aware emotionally or mentally and more enlightened spiritually <clears throat> we see this happen time and time again and we can tell when something is making a greater impact um, you know uh, there's so saying like plasma wise or in ways that are um, so they're saying like when they see the plasma come or sometimes it's higher it's not necessarily plasma but higher vibrational energy which is higher vibrational energy than plasma which is usually in the form of um, pure love or uh, positive energy positive thoughts from ascended masters or sometimes um, people who are from ET races or extra dimensionals who have already done their spiritual due diligence and they already know what it's like oh excuse me Whew. they're saying they already know what it's they, they, these are beings that already know what it's like because they've already gone through the ascension themselves so they will send us the higher vibrational energies knowing full well how we're going to react but knowing in the end we're going to integrate the higher vibrations um, and sometimes if it is plasma we absorb the higher vibrations of that and it does fix and change our DNA but when we are absorbing the energy from the um, Galactic Federation of Light members for example it's a lot less friction it's a lot less tension than the actual natural raw world um, plasma that comes because it's already in a form that we can absorb quickly 
but we will feel the ascension symptoms if it's still too much energy all at once for us. They will never give us anything that we cannot handle, they're saying, but at the same time, it's uh, sometimes just quite a lot for us. And um, so, all right, so what else then? And I'm seeing dog paws for some reason. There's, they're thanking me for something and they're showing me dog paws. And I think it's a metaphor for something. Muscle testing says, yes, it is. It's a metaphor. All right. A metaphor of, they're saying the dog days or the dog afternoons or the dog days of summer. Oh, they're just saying, we really love dogs. We started focusing our attention recently on dogs and they're showing me that they, they saw a golden retriever that just captured their hearts because this dog, um, they were not able to see it before. When they looked into humanity, we vibrate at a, a very high rate and they assumed that we were the only really important species at least as far as they're concerned, we're the only ones that they need to work on um, species-wise. And they know that if they work on the highest order of species from any given planet, um, they'll that will raise the vibration and eventually, in turn, raise the vibration for the whole of the planet. And they're saying, recently there was a golden retriever that received attention, and they're showing me that it's probably like on some kind of social media outlet and they're saying this creature showed so much intelligence and so much love and so much compassion and so much understanding for the world it finds itself in almost as if it has a self-awareness um almost from the outside perspective and what do they mean what do you mean by that uh what we mean to say is it almost understood that it's a spirit having a dog experience right now and very much enjoying the current life even though full well knowing it's an illusion or not a hundred percent all there is okay so they're saying what we're trying to say is they could see from their perspective this dog in particular that they were noticing is very extraordinary because it's spiritually advanced and spiritually gifted for its species and it's ahead of the pack now they're laughing themselves silly saying no pun intended (laughs) ahead of the pack as far as other dogs are concerned this was like a breakout dog one who is um, highly intelligent and they're saying that usually species other than humans don't tend to surprise them very often and they're saying but we've also been aware made aware of um, dogs who have stopped their owners from killing a fish or protecting ducklings from um, uh, from ill-intentioned humans or cars or 
any number of things that have demonstrated as of late recently that uh, dogs are beyond what humans have thought of them. And what we see from our perspective is that the DNA affecting um, changes that you're experiencing also too are all the animals of your world experiencing. And we saw this in this one particular dog. And again, they're showing me the golden retriever, but also we are now beginning to see this in other dogs and humans are pointing out the intelligence and the compassion and the love that the canine counterparts um, are having all around them. And we believe that the greater step will be eventually the feline counterparts and other animals will start to display um, what you would deem to be human qualities, even though these are godly compassion qualities that exist in all creatures. There is a way that there's, they're saying that there's a way that we're going to be blown away soon when it starts to be all creatures planet wide everywhere as a result of all of our collective DNAs are being affected uh, positively by this ascension experience and this ascension um, energy. And um, this is why many of your animals are lashing out. This is why so many of your animals are uh, seemingly um, depressed or sad. This is why sometimes they might feel hotter to the touch or colder to the touch. This is why many of your animals are acting quite energetic or quite lethargic. They too are going through the ascension symptoms and um, how you tell in an animal ascension symptom from a normal symptom in which they're sick is that all of the elements of being sick would be present if they were indeed sick and they would not get better until many days had passed. But since it's ascension flu, it tends to only, um, be a part of your animal's life for a very short period of time, maybe 45 minutes to an hour in the extreme cases, two to three hours, but the ascension symptoms will, um, cycle out. They will go through one symptom to the next, to the next, to the next. And then in two to three hours, there's no more symptoms and everything seems to be fine. And your, your pet will start playing again or cuddling again, or just eating food again or whatever, um, activity they normally would enjoy. And so, um, my baby girl, I'm, I just want to check the cat. It felt like she was shaking and shivering. I have noticed something in the cat guys, uh, when in our touring council, uh, I want to ask you guys about this. I have noticed that when my cat normally purrs, it's coming from, um, her head or, uh, maybe her throat energy, you know, like the top part of her spine is where I feel the energy from. And it, that's usually, I think how cats purr more recently. I've noticed that she's purring from her lower spine. If you guys have cats and you can 
attest that this is indeed a change, I would like for you guys to DM me and let me know if your cat suddenly started purring from the base of their spine versus from their throat. I always thought it was a throat-related thing, and now I feel like my cat is shaking, like her spine is shaking inside of her body, the same way that I feel that my bones are rattling inside of me um, in the past couple weeks during these intense, powerful uh, ascension energies um, and eclipse energies and astronomy energies, but it's all affecting us. So I've been feeling like my bones are rattling inside me. And I feel like when I hold my cat, uh, sometimes it's almost like she's rattling inside of herself and it's her bones are like glowing or something. Um, not literally, not physically that I can see, but, um, almost like they're growing and, but in, um, positive energy, like higher vibrational energy. And then they, um, I don't know. I just feel like we're all expanding and I could see it in my cat as well. That's all. So Arcturian Council, what do you have to say about that? Yes, a great deal of pet owners are recognizing the ascension symptoms in their animals. And also they're reporting some very strange symptoms where maybe their animal might feel hot to the touch in one place, cold to touch another place. And then when they go to touch their animal again, 10 minutes later, the animal seems uh, perfectly normal. Um... And they're showing me that you might uh, notice weird glitches in your um, furry critters as far as they might um, they're saying they're saying that they might they might require you so okay yeah I guess they might require you to hold them extra um, baby them a little bit more and you might notice that uh, your cat or dog might feel hot to the touch of one place cold to the touch of another place that is not normal for them and then in a matter of seconds everything gets resolved and they're saying in dogs especially if something strange starts to happen to your dog that doesn't seem quite normal where you see an aura glowing about them or something um, making them hot or cold even though they're not sick or whatever it is. Sometimes it's it, it's normal things to you. So it's not going to be reportable, but sometimes there are parts of um, what's happening with your animals that makes you a little nervous. But they usually, these symptoms will resolve themselves quickly within um, 10 to 20 minutes. Usually they will subside. So, um, so yeah. So they're saying basically just don't be worried about your animals. If you feel this happening, you can support them by telling them it's okay. And by loving them and stroking their, um, their fur and um, they're saying even like um, they're saying dogs like to have their paws held sometimes but cats will want to hold hands with you 
and they um okay they're saying that they could tell that they're very grateful for the extra special love and treatment they are getting it makes them feel extra special and loved especially during the time in which they are also ascending to the next highest level so i'm saying i'm saying the next highest um energy this is me elena saying that but they're saying when you reach the next highest level so what else okay so uh, cosmic radiation um as you discovered this week is one source of raising humanity or sending them and the more people that started to think about the idea that the cosmic radiation may be actually uh, for our benefit and this idea started going around and now most people seem to understand um, what's happening and as you become aware of what's happening more of it will happen to you <laughs> they're laughing at their little joke like it's true um, you know bad happens and you complain about bad happening and you focus about bad happening the more it happens to you that's that is bad but the same thing with good if you have a good um outlook on it and you're ready from your perspective as a light worker or light warrior to pull in the energy hold that energy and dissipate the energy when the time comes after your dna is fixed or changed and after your vibration has been raised sufficiently um so all right that's basically it yeah basically i'm saying that i've noticed it and they're showing me to notice that like seriously you guys my whole bed is shaking right now because my cat is purring i think she's enjoying this message um You're showing that animals will cycle through the ascension symptoms faster and that we will too, as long as we accept the energy and breathe it in and know that it's fixing and changing our DNA in ways that we don't totally comprehend, but in ways that, um, is always for our benefit. And so they're saying that if we drink water, get plenty of rest, eat, they're showing me fruit to eat is a uh, watermelon. And they're showing me kind of like a white fruit. I think it's jicama. And they're saying it's a melon. Oh, I think maybe it's honeydew. Cantaloupe. All kinds of melons will help us through the next slew. They're saying the word S-L-E-W, slew. The next slew, the next, uh, basically the next ascension symptoms coming our way. They're saying that melons are going to help us through it, especially in the Northern Hemisphere where they're A, ripe, and B, refreshing during heat waves, which is another um, test and trial that um, people are going through, as well as it being um, causing more ascension symptoms, as it were. Oh, guys, I had to pause for a minute because my just... Oh, more waves of nausea and <laughs> other things I don't want to mention. Oh, man, I'm having, I'm just going through it suddenly out of nowhere. Anyway, um, let's get back to the Arcturian Council. Go ahead, guys. 
they're really thrilled. I just called them guys. <laughs> they said, thank you for treating us like your brothers, like we are there with you because we are always with you guys in spirit. We always send so much love and light your way. We hope that you know and you feel it from us because in many ways we wish we were incorporeal with you. <laughs> Which means like incarnate. Okay. Um, so, all right. So, uh, we would like to express that when you go through these ascension symptoms, it reverberates throughout the entire universe and the earthlings are having a pretty big time right now. Uh, this is a pivotal moment in your history of your, uh, physical race, uh, the human race. We see that you're having an issue with, um, your physicality, um, which some of you believe it's seemingly betraying you, but it's just honestly, there's so much energy coming your way that it's hard to absorb it all at once and utilize it all at once and allow the energy to expand your uh, light and therefore your vibration and therefore create your um, physical body um, in a less dense way, meaning you are losing density. And when this is happening, we do see it as if there are sparks flying off of you and it is to us, it seems painful physically, although we don't know what that means. Uh, we don't have physical bodies. It's hard for us to under, uh, understand what the word pain even means, but we've heard many of you say you're in physical pain and we feel for you because we feel like this is a discomfort that is for some of you beyond measure as of late, uh, but we see you and we feel the reverberations of what it is you're going through and your struggle, and this might not help you at all, but your struggle is actually helping other people have less struggle throughout the, uh, galaxy and solar system and universe itself. We understand that you're, uh, experiencing the ascension symptoms, the way that you are is also reverberating throughout many different dimensions, including the side dimensions, which is why many of you have been seeing shadow people as you call them. Everyone is watching. Everyone is watching you. They want so badly to understand what it is that earth is going through right now. Uh, we are watching just waiting and hoping to hear from you guys when you come up from air or come come up for air from having such a deep dive into these ascension symptoms we keep hoping that maybe you'll remember us and say Arcturian Council um, I feel better now although we know that we are not on your minds when you're going through such density in your uh, physical body and your spiritual body and your emotional mental bodies have been taking a real battering and we see that this is happening in your world we see that this is happening um 
in your individual selves. And it is um, quite uh, confusing for many of you. And for others of you that might be completely aware of what's happening, you still are having such a hard time um, coping and dealing with your day-to-day life and you're having a hard time strategizing how to go about your regular business when your physical uh, body is disheveled and your spiritual life seems to be um, a mess or in shambles in some ways and also you're on top of your spiritual game in a way that you've never been better at the same time your emotional mental life might be falling apart we see this happening in many of you and we see that you are having a hard time of it we also can see um, from a different loftier perspective of not having to be pinned down by the road of time that you have in your dimension and in your uh, particular space of space we see that um, from our perspective these very 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 intense ascension symptoms are not going to last longer than six months and it's not going to be as intense as it is right now for the whole time don't worry and they're showing me um, the number 35 I think is that days they're saying yes 35 days will be the most intense symptoms and after maybe 34 days it's going to start to subside for the most part Um, and we see you gliding on into you know your later parts of like uh, they're showing me like August September and October they're saying it's going to be more smooth sailing than it is this week And you're going to have different kinds of awakenings picking up through December. But most of what we see right now is your spirituality coming forward and meeting. They're saying you're meeting everything in the middle. You're not um, giving up your logic or critical thinking uh, to give way for your spiritual beliefs and thoughts that are coming your way that might be brand new for some of you you're not um, uh, turning your back wholly or fully on your religions although many of you are rethinking a lot of um, your former beliefs we see that many of you are going to um, expand your mind and your consciousness and that will, um, like an old pair of britches, you're going to be outgrowing your old religion, your old religions in many senses, even though you might have a fondness for uh, the people that you used to practice the religion with, you're not going to have so much a connection or fondness of the ideas or ideologies as promoted in these religions themselves. I just looked at his 42, 44, by the way. Um, 
and I saw that and I just I start I saw a sprite um not an actual like fairy sprite but like the drink sprite like seven up but like sprite and um I think my higher guidance just told me I need to get that as soon as possible. I think I need a Pedialyte, honestly, and anti-parasite meds and anti-diarrhea meds. Like, I'm having, like, a really, like, oh, my God, for the past hour. I mean, like, I'm questioning if I'm sick, but am I sick? No, Fox Club, my spiritual healing team says, no, I'm not sick. It's just ascension flu. This is, like, intense. It feels like actual flu flu <laughs> so um all right um now uh the uh, arcturian council is showing me something it's like a notebook with many blank pages on it we are giving you this metaphor because it seems like many of you are fond of such objects or items where it's a blank book that you get to write in for yourselves. And we are showing you this as a metaphor for your life after ascension. It is a blank book. You may fill in the pages and write your own story and understand that you create your own world by your own pen or markers or crayons or paints, however you wish to color your life or write your life. This is where you're headed. Um, this is more true now than ever before. And especially after you are able to hop up into the fifth dimension, it's going to be easier to create the life of your dreams. It's going to be easier to have everything you've ever wanted. And it's going to be easier to manifest everything that you've ever uh, thought about or dreamt about. And for this, we're so, so excited for you. We are the Arcturian Council. We are sending you love and light and beaming our radiant energy your way in hopes that we can help you in our small part to ascend and become more aware of your ongoing and forevermore oneness with us. We love you. We love you. We love you. We are the Arcturian Council and we have been pleased to connect with you today and transmission. All right, guys. Well, that was it. That's wonderful. I love them so much. They're just so supportive and so amazing. They remind me of, um, like if you have a very loving set of an aunt and an uncle <laughs> or aunts or uncles in your life, it just feels like they're the, the kind aunt or uncle that just encourages you when your own parents don't really do that. <laughs> you know, like the sweet, you know, relatives or neighbors or friends that would come around. Hopefully you guys have had, you know, supportive people that were randomly supportive, but so strong in influence, at least your subconscious mind, where you feel like, yeah, I'm really grateful. I feel that support. I feel love. I remember my parents met this woman and they said, we met the neatest lady. You're going to love her. 
She's so amazing. And I met her and she was a redhead. And she had uh, light brown eyes with kind of a darker red, like auburn hair. Maybe pale auburn hair, but she was very elegant, very beautiful. And I remember thinking, I hope I get to be like her someday. And I secretly thought she might be my mom because, you know, we're both redheads. And I kept thinking, wow, she has little freckles like I do. I have little freckles and it must be, you know, we might be related, you know. And, and they were, my parents are right. She was the neatest lady. I was not related to her at all. They were just randomly friends with her, but she was oddly supportive of me. She had that, um, gentle, kind spirit. And yet she was fierce as a woman and a businesswoman. She was self made and she was very wealthy. And I remember thinking, She bought that car herself. She bought that business and her house herself. All the jewelry, all the clothes on her back. She did all that herself, you know, and I had the greatest amount of love, admiration and respect for her. And so it shocked me when she bought me a very expensive gift. Um, She bought me um, kind of an expensive ring. And she told me that I was, um, I think she said something along the lines of, I am a princess and I shall grow up to be queen, but I shouldn't tell anybody. Don't even tell my parents that just keep that to myself until I'm an adult, you know? And I just thought about it right now. I haven't thought about that probably since the moment it happened. I like locked it in, you know, the vault, (laughs) you know? And she meant so much in that statement. And I think she meant, at least my interpretation, is that I'm going to grow up and have clothes I put on my own back and a business that I buy for myself and a life that I make for myself and the flowers and the jewelry and everything I buy for myself. And I'm going to be just like her. And I remember thinking, she's so special. You know, and then that in turn made me feel like there's a part of me then that's also special. And even though not all the adults in my life were that loving and supportive and cool, you know, um, a couple of them were, but it was very few and far between meeting people like this. And she was a very um, classically special person to me, very precious person. And, um, even though my mother was my, my adopted mom who adopted me, she was extremely a special person as well, but she didn't influence me in the same ways as this lady. Anyway, that's how I feel about the Arcturian council. Like they're like that kind of, that kind of supportive. They're telling us things that we needed to hear. And we're going to find out later how much it helped us on our journey. So anyway, that's it guys. I'm going to take a a long break, a long nap. I'll come back tomorrow with all unique and original programming, just like always. But until then I'm going to cuddle my cat and I'm signing off (laughs) with peace and joy. And by the way, I love you all very much and the high vibes of the Holy fifth dimension.
Until next time, guys, peace. Metaphysical Soul Speak is run on sponsors and listener support. This means listeners like you. If you are so inclined to support my efforts and my little podcast, please visit me at anchor.fm forward slash metaphysical and pledge an amount of your choosing today. Thank you.